Let me bring in our hypnotist, Marshall Silver. It's uh, Marshall Silver, ladies and gentlemen, the world's fastest hypnotist. Hello, hello, hello. We are live on episode nine of Marshall Silver Live. I'm so glad to have you with me. It just keeps growing. We're at $8,500 today for our secret word of the day. All I get to do is say the secret word of the day and you win $8,500 in the envelope, safe and secure. You can also win 10 ounces of pure silver, Marshall Silver Silver. Yeah, that's what it is right there. And uh, all you gotta do is be interesting. Just call in, be interesting. Uh, if you want to ask me a question on today's live show, studiomoney.info forward slash live guest. Get in the queue every day. It is full. And people wonder, you know, why they can't get on. It's because all the spaces are filled. So if I were you and I was interested in talking to someone like me, I would actually go now. <laughs> go now. Fill out the short form we have there to kind of screen everybody. Make sure that you're at least somewhat interesting. And then we'll get you on the air. Should we have time and space? Uh, generally speaking, we get, you know, half a dozen calls on. And uh, that's that's where it goes. Actually, I don't see anything, Tom. It's, it's all, oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, let's, oh, gosh, yeah, magic. The magic. Hey, today we're talking about the great I am. And I like this topic. And I'll tell you why I like this topic. You have 1,500 words per minute going through your brain at any given moment, telling you who you are and who you aren't, what you can be, what you can do, what you can have. Most people don't question that. So here's the thing that I want you to grasp, and I want you to own it and understand that you are in complete and total control of every single thought in your head. There isn't a thought going on in your mind that you didn't choose. That said, you got to make sure you're choosing thoughts that would actually serve you and grow you rather than the ones that would inhibit you and hold you back. Most people don't even know what conversations hold them back. So I thought today we talk about the subconscious mind. We talk about how subconscious reprogramming works. And I'd give you some very powerful, powerful, powerful insight on how you too can make sure that your subconscious mind is doing what it's supposed to do. Your mind does not know the distinction between truth and fantasy. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the smartest men of all time said, Imagination is more powerful than knowledge. When Einstein said that, what he meant was what we believe to be true for ourselves is true for ourselves. And so you've got to be really careful what you take on as a belief, what you hold to be true, what you act upon as truth, and so much more. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to understand the power of these two words, I am. Anytime you say I am and you fill in the blank, you are literally programming your brain to become the thing that you just proclaimed you were. So I'll give you an example. Uh, our, and by, by the way, I love watching the chat and I love interacting with people that don't get on the air and seeing what you're saying in the chat. So if you have any comments about what's going on, please let us know. Uh, 
before we dive in, I do realize that I had not given away uh, the silver from yesterday. We do have a winner. We had a number of people that were on the show yesterday. Let me go back and take a look and see who was with us. Uh, let's see. We had David Satya and Daniel. David Satya and Daniel. Uh, you polled. You voted. And it was overwhelming, actually. And if you, you were paying any attention at all, you know that yesterday's winner was uh, Satya Chasen down in uh, Mexico. So Satya, you won 10 ounces of silver. The only thing is, is I really like getting pictures of people receiving the silver from me. So if you can get to Southern California or Las Vegas, we can do that. I would love to meet you in person, but also uh, want to tell you that uh, if not, then maybe we'll give it to Tina so she can come down and give it to you when she fills in for you so that you can get to turning point. At any rate, life is good. Congratulations to Satya for winning 10 ounces of pure silver. That brings us up to nine uh, times we've given the silver away, actually 10 times today. So this is uh, 10 ounces. Today will be 110 ounces. So yeah, we're doing it. It's actually happening. It's actually happening. So back to the, the great I am. Uh, your mind works in two ways, consciously and subconsciously. Your conscious mind is what's called your critical factor. It's the mind you're using right now to determine whether or not the information I'm giving to you will work for you or not. Your subconscious mind, on the other hand, is merely a computer. It is non-critical. It doesn't even have the ability to make judgments. So all subconscious reprogramming is, all trance, is setting aside that critical factor and just non-critically accepting suggestions. When you learn how to do that, you become more powerful and power is for use. So when you understand that anytime you fill in the blanks of I am dot, 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 you are literally becoming that person in that moment. Real easy example, who here has a bad memory? Do you have a bad memory? If you said yes, then that's the reason. That's the sole reason. You meet somebody, you shake their hand. By the time your hand hits your side, you have forgotten their name again. And it's because you've told yourself, I have a bad memory. And because you have a bad memory, you're actually giving yourself permission to forget things. When I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody, whether we're talking about a person or a topic, if I happen to space up, maybe I'm talking about a person and I say, hey, do you remember that guy? Man, what was his name? Rather than going, shoot, crap, I can't remember his name, which would only force me to forget his name better. What I say is that will come to me. And then I let it go. I move on with the conversation. Sure enough, a few moments later, you'll hear me say, oh, Michael, that guy's name was Michael. That was there that we were talking about. When you tell yourself that will come to me, that is a direct program to tell your subconscious mind to get to work. Your subconscious mind is a computer. Whatever gets to your subconscious computer, it believes to be true and then acts upon it as if it is true. Since the subconscious mind and the mind in general doesn't have the ability to differentiate between fantasy and reality, it believes what it believes, then you choosing to believe something that is in your higher and powerful use, then what happens is you become more effective. So pay grand attention to anytime you say I or I am. Next question. Um, are you a money magnet? Most people would say, yeah, I get it. You're saying it now to me because we're in this conversation. Do you say it on a regular basis? More importantly, do you live it on a regular basis? Are you consistently looking for cash to come into your life because you are a money magnet? 
One of the programs I use on a regular basis, one of the beliefs that I hold at the deepest levels is that I am a people and a money magnet. People that I need for the tasks at hand are being drawn to me even as I speak. Money comes to me easily and readily without me even putting forth any effort whatsoever. It simply is the way my universe works. When you start paying attention to your great I am's, then what happens is your whole world will transform. On today's show, I want to talk about the IMs of multi-millionaires. I want to talk about the IMs of people that really are massively effective and get everything that they want. During today's program, you're going to want to take uh, notes. You're going to want to write down as much as you can because writing it down only compounds the impact that it has on your subconscious mind. When we write something down, what happens is it takes it from an ethereal level thinking where it can vanish the moment you stop thinking about it. The moment you write something down, you have begun that thing, that idea's trek toward physicality, meaning making it real. So the moment you write something down, it no longer is gonna vanish in the ether of your thoughts. Even if you communicate it to somebody else, not enough. If I say something to you and then I forget what I said and then you forget what I said, it's gone. But if I write it down, and I put it in an envelope and I hold on to it, or I write it down on a piece of paper and I hand it to you, it is now in the physical realm. So a lot of people don't realize the first step in making something go from a spiritual or a mental realm into a physical realm is recreate that thing or the idea of that thing in a physical plane so that it can't simply varnish. Did I say varnish? Oh, what a finish. I meant vanish. It can't vanish. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure you write something down and make it real. So let's start by having you write down the great IMs. Top of a clean sheet of paper, write IM, capital letters, and let's talk about it. Number one, IM for people that are highly successful, multimillionaires and billionaires, from Elon Musk all the way through everybody else, is the great I, first great IM is I am totally responsible. In fact, say it out loud, type it into the chat, and then also put it in your notes. I am totally responsible. People that are successful are masters of their thoughts and emotions. In fact, one of the first things I teach you when you come join me at Turning Point, which I'm going to invite you to join me at Turning Point, one of the first lessons I teach you when you join me at Turning Point is how to choose your thoughts wisely. Every single thought you think is your choice. Any Anytime you go negatively, it is your choice. And so you've got to ask yourself this question on a consistent basis. What's positive, powerful, and productive about what's happening to me right now? And simply own it. Next part of being responsible is being in a consistent state of Satori. What is Satori? Satori means to be in the present moment. It means to be here now. Living in the past is depression. You can't change what happened in the past. Your mom left your diaper on you for three days. You walked around with poopy doop. There's nothing that can be done about it. That's the past. It's gone. You're not a child anymore. You're not wearing diapers yet. So if you, if you are wearing diapers and there's poop in it, you change it. That's what you do. Living in the future is anxiety. So many times the things that you've worried were going to happen simply didn't happen. And all the angst and anxiety that you experienced worrying about that thing that never happened was all wasted. So wait until the thing that you're anxious about happens before you give it any power. In addition to that, not only is living in the future anxiety, sometimes the things that we dread the most are actually good for us. 
I was married when I was 21 years old to a delightful woman, actually. She's a really good soul, and I, and I pray she's doing really well. We were just young. We were 21. We were dumb. We divorced and then lived together for a year and a half. And after we parted ways, she went on her way, did her thing. I did my thing. I got married again. And uh, I got married, unfortunately, to somebody that just wasn't suitable for me. I pray their lives are amazing. I pray whatever they were working on when we were together get, got worked out and that their life is better for it. It was hell for me. It was the worst experience in the world for me. I couldn't have made a worse choice for me in that circumstance. So for me, though, I'm really glad I went through that. I was married 11 months to my second wife and the divorce took four and a half years because she was doing her best to get as much money as she could. The fact of the matter is, though, now that I've gone through that and I am with my one true wife, with my beautiful Erica Silver, I am very glad that I went through those two previous experiences because they showed me what a marriage shouldn't be. So I know what a good marriage looks like. This morning, Erica and I were in the spa together enjoying our lattes, checking out the ocean, the waves crashing at the uh, foot of our private beach. And all I could think about was, can you imagine if I had been successful in saving either one of those marriages? I would be in a very, very different place. I would not be with the person that I'm with and enjoying the perfect life that I'm enjoying with three perfect children and uh, really just loving my life. I told her today how much I love the broadcast, how much I love being with you now. And I want you to know that the fact of the matter is that even though we're losing money on a daily basis, heck, I'm giving away at least $300, not to mention production costs and everything else that we're doing and putting $8,500 up for grabs. Even though we're losing money, I told my wife this morning, I said, I love this. I said, I really believe people need this right now. I think that there is a massive out, outcry inside of the general public for the voice of reason, for somebody to talk sense without having any political agenda. While I have political opinions, I have no political agenda. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what you stand for. I don't care anything about what you're going through as long as you're happy. And as long as you're not hurting other people, I support you. If you, want, if you want to identify as a horse and dress as a horse, I support you. I won't identify you as a horse, but if you want to identify as a horse, I'll get you some straw. I'll give you a place to lay down, I will. The next element of being totally responsible is a concept called being proactive versus reactive. There's a difference between responding to something and reacting to something. Responding to something means you thought, you put mental power into what would be the best thing for you to do in that moment. Reacting means whatever happened on your emotional triggers is what happened. So you want to start being proactive versus reactive. You want to start saying, okay, um, I'm going through another divorce. I swore I would never go through another divorce yet. Here I find myself. Uh, do whatever you can to, to save it. And at the end of the day, if it's not savable, recognize God had a better plan for you. Next step of the great I am and being totally responsible. And by the way, if you haven't typed I am totally responsible inside of the chat where you are right now, please do that. It's essential to your success. The last uh, portion of being totally responsible is being able to manage stress greatly. Sometimes people think that their life will be blessed when they eliminate stress. And I want you to write this down. Take a note for this because this is absolutely essential. Um, your success in life, you can write it first person. My success in life is in direct proportion. My success in life is in direct proportion to my ability to accept, ask for, and embrace more stress. I'll repeat that. My success in life is in direct proportion 
to my ability to ask for and embrace more stress. You see, successful people, we don't avoid stress. We realize stress is a process of life. In every part of nature, you will see stress creates stronger beings. A stressed tree blowing in the wind grows deeper roots. A stressed individual stressed about feeding their family finds creativity, endurance, fortitude that you never knew you had because you find a bigger reason to take on more stress. I have three babies and I love them deeply. Do not think for a moment, I do not remember the days when it was just Erica and I, and we had complete and total freedom to do whatever we want, wherever we wanted, whenever we wanted. And we did it a lot. <laughs> At the same time though, I shifted that thing that you call stress, I call you stress, I call engagement, I call reason. I, I eliminated that and changed our life up. And now I have a completely different kind of stress called jujitsu, parkour, batting practice, uh, gymnastics, all of the above. Number two, I say this out loud. I have great self-management. I have great self-management. Type it in the chat, say it out loud, write it on your paper. What is great self-management? You don't need direction. See, a lot of people think they want to be entrepreneurs. The thing about being an entrepreneur or being a business owner is nobody tells you what time to get out of bed. Nobody holds you accountable for what needs to get done because nobody's responsible for that, nor, nor do they even know it needs to be done. So being a great self-manager means that you're self-starting. It means that you get out of bed in the morning, you put your feet on the ground the moment you wake up, you clap your hands together, you say, what a glorious day filled with love, health, opportunity, and potential. And then you leap into your day in a powerful, positive, productive way. This morning we were sitting in the spa and Erica had a great idea. She said, you know, people should really look at your morning routine. I said, what do you mean? They, she said, you know, you come out, uh, you, you get up, you go into the sauna for 20 minutes, you go into the cold plunge. Uh, after the cold plunge, you go into the spa. After the spa, you go back into the cold plunge and then you go on with your day. I think people would like to see that, she said. I got to tell you, I love my cold plunge and I am absolutely an advocate for cold plunges. I know how good they are for me, and I feel amazing when I get out of the cold plunge. I have never had something that has so many amazing attributes be something that on whatever level it happens, because I haven't even figured out what it is, whatever level, I resist getting into the cold water. My brain, I've got to just keep talking my brain into it and say, just get in, and then I've got to go get in quickly, because otherwise I won't do it. Self-starting means that you are very specific about the things that you do on a regular basis. My wife and I, we were sitting in the jacuzzi this morning. It's the spa. We call it, It's not a jacuzzi. A jacuzzi is a trade name. It's a spa. We were sitting in the spa this morning. We were enjoying our lattes. My wife made this most remarkable coffee cake two days ago, and it's delicious. And she's, oh, shoot. I wish I'd have brought coffee cake down for us to enjoy, uh, you know, this morning with our lattes. And then she paused a moment. She said, oops, I forgot. You don't eat before noon. I don't know. It's a part of, of my intermittent fasting, which is working phenomenal. Every day I'm stepping on the scale. I'm, I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. I love the way that I'm feeling by not eating until after my show. So you've got to understand that part of being a great self-manager is having plans and that plans alone motivate you. What do I mean by that? 
I have this vision of this show. Last night when I was going to sleep, I was, I was visualizing myself being in a full-blown, beautiful television production studio with a substantial amount of staff and doing this broadcast from that setting. Right now, we're not. Right now, I am in, in the vault here at uh, Prosperity Palace in Carlsbad. And uh, yesterday, I was chatting with somebody else who does a live broadcast every single day on stock trading. Merlin's a phenomenal guy. I was chatting with Merlin. We were talking about our shows. And he asked me, he said, how big is your staff for your show? And I said, the staff for my show is two people. I have someone who screens calls. That's my executive assistant, Anthony. And then I've got producer Tom, who produces the shows and takes care of all the lower thirds, all the mixing, bringing guests on and so forth. I've got two people. And he said, it's amazing what you can do with very little. I said, it is. And for now, it's okay. We'll do this for now as we build listenership, as I get loyalty, as you see what an impact this has on your life, which I guarantee you, this show will have phenomenal impact on your life on a regular basis. Everybody that listens to it says the same thing. Everybody comes back and says, did you hypnotize me? Did you get in my head? All my friends are saying I'm different. Uh, yes, I did. Absolutely. It's what I'm here to do. And I make no apologies for it. Next, we remove all distractions. Self-management means that you understand what is the purpose, what's the point, what is your outcome. You can remove distractions by first identifying what the distractions are. I mentioned on yesterday's show, I don't allow drop-in visitors. If you need to talk to me, <clears throat> and it's more than just a text message and a response, I want you to schedule a meeting. It's just easier for me to communicate that way. If it's one or two sentences, I'm cool with that. If you need more than five minutes of my time, schedule a meeting. Don't walk through my office door. This is not just my team. This is also my family or my staff, anybody that works for me. Don't do it because uh, that interruption interrupts what I've got going on. My wife even doesn't interrupt me and doesn't distract me during the middle of the day. And then finally, great self-management is one-mindedness. What do I mean by one-mindedness? Myopic focus on the task at hand. You get it done. Uh, I have a friend of mine. He's a pastor. He loves his wife deeply. They got a great sex life. He told me one day uh, that he often thinks about making love to his wife while he's writing his sermon, and it distracts him. He said, then the challenge is when I make love with my wife, the sermon's not done. And all I can think about is I need to finish my sermon. He, he misses both experiences completely because he's not one minded. He's distracted in both circumstances. So he doesn't do well in either where if he would just focus on his sermon or focus on that little magic spot on his wife, everything would work out just fine. Number three, say it out loud. I am a great risk taker. Say it out loud and then write it in the chat. I am a great risk taker. Then write it on your piece of paper. No risk means no goodies. If you don't start risking, you won't get any more. My wife attempted to talk me out of this broadcast and not in a severe way, just in a checking in with me because she loves me and cares about me. She said, are you really willing to commit two hours a day live to this broadcast? And I said, you know, I think people need it right now. I think they need a live voice. I see Tim is in the studio. I'll get to you at the top of the hour, my friend. So make sure you stick around. I, I said, yeah, as long as I'm helping people, I am willing to stick to this two hours a day. I said, as long as I see the numbers for the show growing. So you can help the show stick around and you can watch the numbers grow every day for our secret word 
of the day cash giveaway by telling other people about the show. So the biggest gift you could give to me, if you love the show, and I pray that you do, the best gift you could give to me is share the link for this show. I know the affiliate links are all fixed. Make sure you, if your affiliate link uh, is not working, make sure you check with customer service. I know we were having a challenge with that, but refer people to the show. Worst case scenario, if all you want to do is do them a friendly, do them a solid, then just have them go to studiomoney.info forward slash uh, the vault. They'll become a lifetime member, totally free to our show. Uh, if you also go to uh, uh, send us an email at info, excuse me, uh, support at certaintyinc.com, support at certaintyinc.com. If you don't have your affiliate link, we'll make sure you get it there. Here's the great thing about you telling people about the show. Not only will you make their lives better, should they buy anything from Certainty International, any of our other courses, you'll also receive a 30% commission on any of their investment. So this show and referring people to this program could actually become a full-time revenue stream for you. Next, as far as being a great risk taker is we're very resilient. What do I mean by that? See, the downside of taking risks is you're gonna lose and you're gonna lose, guaranteed. If you don't lose ever, you're not really playing a very big game. I don't know any investors, I don't know any people that have large companies that haven't failed from time to time. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Mark Cuban, I don't care who you are, every single person that's ever succeeded has launched businesses that haven't worked, they bought real estate investments that didn't pan out or they lost money on. Anybody that says they haven't either isn't playing very large or they're flat out liars, guaranteed. Next be moldable talent. Just like this show, be willing, Alejandro, uh, Aaron, glad to see you. Uh, be willing to also let somebody else that you respect, admire, and trust mold you. See, that's the thing about our relationship is I pray that we have a very honest relationship. I'd like to know that I could tell you the things that your friends and your family cannot tell you for risk of you being offended or, or being PO'd or or. I don't know, disowning them, not being their friend anymore. I don't mind if you don't like me short term. I want you to love me long term. I want you to listen to the truth and be moldable talent to the point where you appreciate that. Next, we're not easily embarrassed. Since we don't have a need to please others and we don't need other people's approval, we don't get embarrassed easily. We're relatively fearless. And I mean that, we take risks. My kids were watching a video the other day in New York, and I gotta find this place because it looked very cool. Uh, there's a famous photo from a long time ago of construction workers sitting on a beam, 70 stories in the air. It's crazy photos. And you've seen the photos. Well, there's a ride somebody developed on the roof of some very tall building in New York City where you actually sit on a beam. You get strapped on this beam and it lifts you up over the edge of the building and puts you out over the edge of the building like you would have felt had you been one of those workers. The moment my son Maximus saw it, he said, oh, that's cool, Dad. We got to do that. And I said, yeah, I want to do that, too. That looks really, really amazing, really cool. So we're not we're not stupid. We don't take uh, risks that are going to get us killed or cut off an arm. We're relatively fearless, though, in the sense that we, we do take risks. We do press that risk button. Next, we understand perspective. What is that? Some risks are worth it. Some risks are not. You know, at this point, I, I remember I was sitting with Sir Richard Branson on Necker Island, and we were talking about a bunch of things. And I asked him, is there anything in your life that you would wish was different? 
And he said a couple of things. And then I asked, what about British Airways trying to ruin Virgin Airways business by hacking into their reservation system, which British Airways did years ago? He said, yeah, that was pretty bad. I said, do you have any regrets? Anything, not that you wish was different, anything you wish you had done differently? And he said to me, you know, Marshall, I wish that I had stopped taking these physical risks, traveling around the world in a hot air balloon or jumping from plane to plane, uh, you know, while in flight, all those kinds of risks that he's been known and famous for. And I get it. You know, the things that I did before I had children are things that I wouldn't even consider now. So make sure you understand perspective and make sure you understand, can you handle the loss? You know, frankly, money is the easiest part of your life. And if the only thing you're risking is money, that's an easy risk. That, that should be a given. If it's a opportunity that seems viable, yeah, you make that risk. Next, we, we measure extension. What does that mean? That each and every time we do something, we push a little harder, we risk a little more, we, we do it a little better, a little greater, a little more grandiose every single time. Next, we stretch with each encounter. What does that mean? We task ourselves. Uh, and finally, we act impulsively. What does that mean? A lot of times the things that you're gonna have to do to become a multi-billionaire are gonna seem rather impulsive to other people. Elon Musk driving through Los Angeles traffic one day, bumper to bumper for a couple of hours. He says, we should create underground driving tunnels in LA. Well, we have subways, you know, we have mass transit, but we don't really have underground tunnels where cars can drive. A lot of people don't know this, in Las Vegas, Elon Musk's boring company has over 80 miles of drivable tunnels. The tunnels right now are reserved only for Tesla or electric vehicles, except it's all underneath the strip, all underneath some of the hotels there in Vegas. The tunnels are already there. All right, number four, say this out loud. I have a manic need to succeed. I have a manic need to succeed. In what areas? I don't know, money, recognition, fame, power. You just want it all. You, you want to make sure your life had a purpose. It's legacy. You have a reason to create legacy. When you have a reason to create legacy, what happens is you start doing things that would make you famous. Next, say this out loud, I am a winner. Type it in the chat, say it out loud, write it on your piece of paper, give yourself three reinforcements of this program. We play games at my house. We are highly competitive. Uh, we lately have uh, been playing Scrabble. I used to play Scrabble on an iPad and I like playing on an iPad because on an iPad, it tells you whether or not it's a real word. It automatically accurately scores the points. So many reasons I like playing Scrabble on an iPad. My wife got us for Christmas a couple of years ago, a very nice high-end uh, edition Scrabble board. So it's beautifully made. It did the, the board revolves on a pivot. It's made of hardwood. It's gorgeous. And so she decided to start playing that. I didn't want to play it only because the, it's harder than playing it on the iPad. The iPad's just simple. It takes care of everything for you. It's a convenience. Speaking of that though, because I'm highly adaptive, I started realizing there are certain things that happen inside of a live game that may or may not happen inside of the computer game. Next, we persist until we're victorious. What does that mean? Well, let's use Scrabble as the example. Inside of Scrabble, obviously, there's different points to be earned. A lot of the points are earned by playing on the double and triple point or word point spread spaces. 
Uh, also, though, planning ahead means that you may lay down a word that doesn't give you a whole lot of points so that you can lay down another word right after that that can give you big points. <laughs> if I can get my X or my Q or even my J on a triple letter score and get it doubled so I can get six times the points on that, then I'm probably going to win. If I can consistently also get lesser point tiles, one point tiles, L-O-I-E-A-T-R, those single point tiles often make up seven letter words. So if I'm going to use letters, I eliminate the letters that don't work at any rate. We persist until we're victorious. We keep going. We rehearse. We review. We revise. We believe that every game is winnable. Sometimes the way to win the game is to completely change your strategy. I used to be a whale in Las Vegas. I used to be a very large blackjack player. I don't play anymore. When I met Erica, I pretty much stopped. And then since the kids were born, it's I don't have time for it. But back in the day when I was a high stakes blackjack player, um, I studied everything I needed to study about winning at blackjack. Ultimately, I'd like to give you a strategy that allows you to win every single time, every single day in the casino. If you want to win every single day in the casino, put in the chat, I want to win every single day in the casino. If enough people tell me, I will give you that secret. Uh, finally, we just hate to lose. We don't like to lose. I'm a highly competitive. And when I play a game, I play to win. I love my children. I really want to, you know, have them have a phenomenal life. I also want them to understand that life isn't about always being given the victory. You got to learn how to lose too. Don't like losing. Don't, don't become comfortable with losing. Hate to lose, but recognize you're going to lose. And rather than have it get you frustrated, have it get you focused. So yeah, enough people have said it. I want to win every day in the casino. I will tell you, buy the casino. That's all you got to do. It's pretty simple. Number six. Say this out loud. I know my limitations. Say it out loud. I know my limitations. Write it down in your sheet of paper. Put it in the chat. Say it out loud. I know my own limitations. I know this seems kind of counterproductive. I know this seems counterintuitive. That how, how in the world, uh, why in the world rather, should you know your limitations if you're going to be massively successful? Well, I'm not great at everything. I really communicate well. It is one of the gifts God gave me. Thank you, Lord. And I communicate well. I know that. Because I'm a hypnotist, what's going on inside of my head is extremely defined. It's very specific. I, I capture every thought. I utilize every piece of communication. I make sure I say what I mean and mean what I say. In fact, one of my pet peeves is I'll ask somebody for something. They'll do something different. And I'll say, that's not what I asked for. Here was my question. You didn't answer my question. You answered your question. Please answer my question. And when you do that, when you understand your limitations, you start surrounding yourself with people who have skills that you lack. You start recognizing that your weaknesses may be somebody else's strengths and your strengths may be covering for their weaknesses. Next, we know what personal sacrifice is needed. My wife was asking me two hours a day, five days a week. You sure you want to do that? You got seminars going on. You've got creative projects. You're about to launch your TV show. I am the next multimillionaire. All these things happening. Are you sure you want to do it? Yes, I want to make the sacrifice. It is worth it to me. I have an absolute certainty that within a fairly short amount of time, this show will take off. Why? Great content, great guests, thousands of dollars in cash and prizes every single day up for grabs. So yeah, I'm willing to make the sacrifice 
Uh, this is important. And I think a lot of people don't do this, not just entrepreneurs, not just successful people. I think a lot of employees especially don't do this. You got to learn how to yell help quickly. You got to yell help. When you need help, you got to be able to say help. Be unembarrassed. Say, I don't know that. I'm very quick in my communication when somebody says something to me to say, what is that? I don't know what that is. I, I don't have any ego attached to needing to know. I don't care if they think I'm an idiot because I don't know a simple term, terms such as ROAS or anything. I ask, what does that mean? We seek mentorship. I'm constantly spending money hiring people that have more smarts than I do. This radio show is a great example. I have hired a number of people to assist with this broadcast and they know their stuff better than I do. I've sought mentorship to help us get top 10 ranking, which by the way, we already have in one category, we're going for two mores, two more. Uh, I seek help in people putting together all of the assets required for this show, lower thirds, videos, intros, outros, extras, all the above. Next, we set high targets. Even though we know our own limitations, we set high targets. My first target for the show is a thousand simultaneous live listeners. I don't really care who downloads it. That's all gravy. That's all a benefit. I'm seeking live listeners who want to get on the air, want to chat with me, ask me questions at studiomoney.info forward slash live guests, which by the way, get in the studio. We've already got a couple people there ready to get on the air, probably only going to be able to take three or four more. So get in the studio right now. If indeed you want to take a shot at the silver, and uh, you know, potentially win. I was watching Men in Black the other day. My one of my favorite movies. I love it. I love the characters, and you know, the first one I think is the very best movie. It's uh, it's a phenomenal movie. And the whole point of that movie, you know, I think is to indoctrinate us. I think the point of a lot of movies right now is to indoctrinate us that we might be already living amongst alternate beings. I mean, think of this for a second. In the entire universe of of planets and solar systems again I've, I've mentioned this before to think we are the only intelligent life in this entire universe is crazy to think that uh we're the only intelligent universe is even more crazy than being just the most intelligent universe uh we we are seldom satisfied it is a curse. We are seldom satisfied. Yesterday, I was talking to Maurizio. We were talking about accomplishment. You show me a guy with $100 million, and I'll show you a frustrated billionaire. So we're not very satisfied. We are always going for more. In fact, uh, there's a Buddhist curse that says, may all of your greatest desires be instantaneously fulfilled. As a younger man, I didn't understand how that was a curse. I said, that's silly. How can that be a curse? You get everything you want until I got everything I want. Uh, I have riches. Thank you, God. I have a perfect wife. Thank you, God. I've got three absolutely astounding, amazing, perfect children. I've got people around me that love me, family, friends, teammates. I live exactly the way that I want to live. There's nothing I would change, except we've got to savor the wanting as much as the having. The thing that I would change now is your life. The thing that I would do now is make my entire being, my whole purpose, to serve other people so they can enjoy a similar kind of life. We are always tasking. What is tasking? Uh, imagine you have a life and at one point is where you are the present moment. At the other point is your death. You don't know when that is. You don't know how long the line is. In the course of your life, you will have experiences that go down. You will have experiences that go up. When you go down from what we call a, a flat line or a standard uh, average experience, when you go down, you'll go down 
as far as you need to go to reach your personal bottom. What I mean by that, you will let your life get as bad as you're willing to let it get before you finally do something. I weighed 100, excuse me, I wish, I weighed 268 pounds when I decided to start taking the fat off my body. I am down at 245 right now, which is not a, a whole lot. It's 23 pounds, except I'm going all the way down to at least 199. I'm going down to below 200. And I'm always tasking myself. I'm always adjusting. When I first started doing intermittent fasting, it was an eight-hour window. Now it's a seven-hour window. Next week, I'm going to shorten it to a six-hour window. Because the more you task yourself, I'm going to make a million bucks. I'm going to make five million next year, 10 million the following year, 20 million the following year. The more you task yourself, the more you stretch yourself, the less time you'll have to be anxious, the less time you'll have for drama, the less time you'll have for interference because your eye is on the prize. And then finally, we are certain of our opportunities. We, we, although we know our limitations, we're also certain that we are king's kids. We are certain that we are multi-billionaires whose money has not yet been deposited in our bank accounts. We are certain we are favored by God and that fortune always smiles upon us. Next, say it out loud. I'm going to lose some of you right now, guaranteed. I am massively organized. I see some of you can't even say it out loud. I get it. Write it down, say it out loud, put it on your paper. I am massively organized. Most entrepreneurs are not. Uh, the ones that I've come across that are anal retentive, and I worked for a guy that was anal retentive. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, when you left the bathroom, he expected you to fold the toilet paper back over in that little triangle because that was how it was supposed to be. The pencils in his pencil holder on his desk were arranged in color-coded order. It was crazy. Uh, I'm not talking about that. I, I, I don't talk about being that organized, if not physically, at least mentally. While I did not specifically say this place on my desk is where this item or document lives, I know where every item or document on my desk is. If you had me close my eyes, I could tell you exactly what was on my desk in any given moment. Uh, we have great confidence in our ability. We're able to maintain progress and we are big picture oriented just like Elon Musk. Elon Musk puts something out into the universe. Let's create the boring company. Let's create tunnels where cars can drive, not just a, a small short tunnel underneath the road. Let's create 80 plus miles, or in the case of LA to Las Vegas, 300 miles worth of tunnels. Next, say this out loud, and this is important. It's probably one of the most important ones, one of the most important IMs for being successful. Say this out loud, write it in the chat. I am decisive. I am decisive. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. You can always change your mind. I don't think most people understand how powerful this is. I don't think most people understand that by making a choice, you're making a choice. By not making a choice, you are making a choice for not. If I don't make a choice about something, the universe steps in and it makes a choice for me. Hey, I should go make an offer on that property. Eh, I should go do that. Maybe I'll offer them this. Maybe I'll offer them that. What do you mean it's sold? What do you mean somebody else made an offer below what I was going to offer and it got accepted? So if you're going to be decisive, you got to act quickly. You got to make things happen, not wait for things to happen. You got to have great sensory acuity. What does that mean? You must pay attention to your results. Right now, I am teaching my children to be more conscious. What does that mean? You know, young people... Or as they grow, maybe their bodies are bigger than they're used to dealing with. 
often they're they're clumsy. Except part of that clumsiness comes from not being aware, not paying attention. We will stub our toe as a child until we get tired of stubbing our toe. We will we will again get fat until we finally say enough's enough. I'm going to step on a scale, see where I am and take charge of this thing. We will spend money until one day our credit cards come back and say, no, you're tapped out. You need to make money before you spend any more money. We don't spend a whole lot of time dreaming. Yes, we, we may ponder. We may dream for a moment. But the moment we dream, we write it down. The moment we write it down, it's no longer a dream. It's physical. It's a plan. We have great sensory acuity. Sensory acuity is paying attention to what's going on around you and making the appropriate adjustments. Say this out loud. I am open-minded. Put it in the chat. Say it out loud, write it on your paper. I am open-minded. It's fascinating to me. You know, these days we, we classify people left or right. I, I, I'm neither. I, I certainly, if you classified me, you'd probably classify me far right. I don't really consider that far right. You know, it used to be the liberal meant open-minded. It doesn't mean open-minded anymore. In fact, liberal now means just the opposite. It means you must subscribe to my outlandish beliefs and wokeness or we can't be friends. When did that become open-minded? My conservative friends are substantially more open-minded than any of my left-leaning friends. I don't know any of my left-leaning friends that are genuinely open-minded. In fact, they, they disparage people that don't think the same as they do. Don't do that. Let people have opposing views and still love them. Uh, I look forward to a time when we come back. We, we come back to a time where people are allowed to be funny without people getting bent out of shape. If I'm open minded, I'm confident yet egoless. I don't need you to hold my thoughts. I'll hold my thoughts until I'm persuaded otherwise. I'm confident that I'll survive just fine. We're willing to learn from others. Goes right back to that moldable concept of being able to be moldable talent. Be willing to learn from others. One of the things that I, I seek to instill in my children, I certainly want to practice, is quick apologies. What do I mean? I, I ask for forgiveness. My son and I were in a discussion, and it happens a lot because he's really smart. And he says something, and I believe it's wrong, and I, I disagree with him. And he shows me that, that I'm wrong. The moment I realize I'm wrong, I say, whoop, you're right. I'm wrong. Forgive me. Be willing to learn from others. Part of being open-minded is you believe in odd things. You believe in odd things that aren't really odd to you. I have seen UFOs on numerous occasions. I'm not talking about a speck of light that darts across the sky. Sure, I've seen that countless times. I'm talking about seeing objects that were close enough for me to actually make out distinctions on the objects. I have experienced on numerous occasions, on a regular basis, especially with Erica, telepathy. Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich talks about telepathy, talks about sending and receiving thought. He also in Think and Grow Rich talks about the power of mastermind, not just masterminding with living people, also mas masterminding with dead people, talking to Lincoln, talking to Tesla, talking to Edison or any of the great leaders or innovators of all time. So when you believe in odd things, when you believe that it is possible to uh, psychosomatically affect yourself, to telekinetically move things with your mind, to utilize the power of ESP, to read people's minds, read circumstances, predict the future, and so much more. And then finally, because we're open-minded, full circle, we're non-judgmental. 
And I think that that's the biggest hump people need to get over is, yeah, people are believing the most insane things these days. And I know they're insane, except I like to deal with insane people the same way I deal with anybody that is holding a belief or truth that I know is inaccurate. There's a point where it doesn't do you any good to argue with them. The best thing you can do is surrender and say, you know what? Uh, I have a different opinion. I respect your right to hold your opinion. And then I let it go because I know if it's truly an inaccurate belief or thought, it will prove itself as such. Uh, the fruit always proves itself eventually. Say this out loud. I am always creating. I am always creating. I don't have a job. Therefore, I don't have office hours. And if you have work hours or work days and you say to yourself, you know, I just need some time off from my work. You're in the wrong profession. If you need time off from the thing you do as a vocation, you are in the wrong profession. I don't need time off from speaking. I don't need time off from this broadcast. The other day I was realizing I haven't done my entertainment show for a while, and I love being on stage. I love making people laugh. I love bringing out the best in other people through our hypnotic show, and I'm extremely excited to do that. Often we sleep less than others because we're always creating. We, we are so energized. We leap out of bed and we get on with our tasks at hand. We always have a recording device, whether it's a phone to take notes on, either audio or written notes on, uh, or a pad of paper. My friend David Siegel, who owns Westgate Resorts, the timeshare company, always has a notepad in his pocket. He's old school, always has a notepad in his pocket. Anytime I've talked to him, consistently reaching for that pad, taking notes. I remember I was walking around his resort in Orlando, Florida. One of his timeshare guests came up and said, hey, I'm in. Uh, hey, uh, David, we love your place. You know, my barbecue's not working. He says, really, what unit you in? Writes down the unit, writes down the barbecue. That's not his job. They can call customer service. They, they can, you know, ask for some help. They went right to the owner. He took it upon himself. He says, yeah, I'll make sure somebody handles that. And we got back to his office. First call he made while I was still sitting there was to maintenance, get over to unit, you know, get over to this unit, fix their barbecue. We uh, are constantly experimenting with things. You know, as a kid, I would sit at the dining room table and I would have a glass of water and there'd be a coaster. And I'd see how does the coaster size relate to the size of the opening of that cup? You know, how do things balance? And, and you know, if, if, I, if I stack things on top of each other, can I make them balance in a unique or unusual fashion? Uh, I, I take a look at how things relate to each other. We're always fascinated, constantly experimenting. Next, say this out loud. I am a powerful leader. I am a powerful leader. Yeah, make sure you're sharing the podcast. I see uh, we've got another guest inside the studio, Melissa Siegler. I will get to you. Uh, I see our other gentleman was in his car. I think he got to his destination and left. But if you want to get on the air, studiomoney.info forward slash live guests. We are a powerful leader. And why are we a powerful leader? We genuinely love people. I love people. I don't always like people. I'm not always fond of people's actions, except I love people. I realize that we're in this thing together. We network consistently. We practice being interested versus interesting. What is that? If I ask you, uh, hey, you know, I was just down in Mexico and I went to this little restaurant down there and they served the greatest ceviche and I really love shrimp ceviche, you know, and they did it with, you know, avocado and, and lime juice. And, you know, it was, it was amazing. By the way, what's your favorite color? That's got nothing to do with them. It was all to do with me and my ceviche. So we ask interested questions rather than interesting questions. We are interested rather than interesting. When we talk to people, we're not constantly 
uh, jumping ahead and thinking, gosh, what will I say when they quit talking? We listen and we don't formulate what we're going to say until we're done listening. And then finally, we are compassionate, empathetic versus sympathetic. What's the distinction between empathy and sympathy? Empathy means I understand how you feel. Sympathy, uh, excuse, me, excuse me, sympathy means I understand how you feel. Empathy means I feel what you feel. So if I can get into your head, view the world through your eyes, experience life like you experience it, guess what? I can then solve your challenges. And when I can solve your challenges by being empathetic, what happens is I can sell you the solution to your challenges. So empathy, compassion, very huge skill in making money. Next, say this out loud. I am irresistibly influential. I am irresistibly influential. What does that mean? I've talked to you about the distinction between persuasion and influence. Persuasion is getting somebody to do something. Influence, especially irresistible influence, is getting them to come to the conclusion themselves. When I influence somebody, I get them to come to a conclusion themselves. I get them to beg me for what I'm selling and have them believe it was their idea. So how do we become more influential and more assertive? Number one, we become an authority. We speak in authoritative tones. Authorities never ask, we tell. Authorities utilize their superior knowledge, their expertise to create that influence. If I'm seeking to be influenced in a given area, I'm gonna find somebody who should have expertise. So we also become the expert. We're an authority, we're the expert, and we are skill practiced. What does that mean? We can demonstrate our expertise. We can show our authority. They don't have to ask. Uh, we are also, as a person of irresistible influence, aware of our personal impact. What does that mean? Coming back to full circle, that sensory acuity, if I'm in a process of influencing somebody else and I'm not influencing them, I have the sensory acuity to say, oops, I said something. I saw a glimmer in their eye. I saw a raise of their eyebrow. Something I just said didn't set well with them. I'm aware of my personal impact. I have sensory acuity so that I can constantly adjust my approach and become better. Before we go into your calls, which we're about to go into here in just a couple of minutes at the top of the hour, I'm gonna play a couple of videos for you. I'm gonna show you a turning point because everybody that comes on my show, at least for now and at least through tomorrow, we may stop doing it before Monday, gets two tickets to turning point. And uh, today I also am gonna show you a video about first million irresistible influence because we've got one coming up on March 4th, just a couple of weeks in Las Vegas, where I'm gonna talk about and teach you how to be more influential on every single level. Next, say this out loud. I have a joyful spirit. I have a joyful spirit. I see a couple people guessing the secret word in the chat. I don't recommend you do that. Nope, you're going to guess the right word in the chat and you're going to kick yourself. Say, I have a joyful spirit. Write it down, say it out loud. Put it in the chat. It's a choice. It's a choice. You know, I can focus on the things that aren't right in my life. I can focus on getting attacked by the government, which I was losing a daily television talk show, just like Oprah. It was sold. It was bought already, ready to go by CBS when I got attacked. And that made that go away. Okay, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. For whatever reason, that wasn't my place. 
we only do what we love. Everything. I don't mean on our, I don't mean just some of what we love. I'm here because I love to be. I don't want to be anywhere else. I want to be with you. I'm genuinely happy. I'm not faking it. I'm not pretending. I'm choosing to be happy. I have an abundance mentality. What does that mean? I believe there's more than enough for all of us. There's enough for you to have everything you want. There's enough for me to have everything I want. There's enough for everybody to have everything they want. So I do not come from a place of lack. People with a joyful spirit really enjoy spreading that joy. We like making people happy. I have a habit when I'm out and about greeting as many people as I catch their eye. If I walk past you while I'm going into the restaurant, I'm going to smile at you and I'm going to say hello. I was with a girlfriend, old girlfriend. You'll understand the reason she's an old girlfriend in a moment. And uh, I live on the beach. I've lived on the beach for a few decades now. And we were walking down the beach one day and this woman was walking toward us and she was not fit. She probably, in my guesstimation, weighed over over 200 pounds. She was a, a big person. And when she walked past us, I smiled and said, hello, how are you, beautiful? She looked up, her eyes lit up, she smiled, and she said, I'm fine, thank you. You have a nice day. She was very kind. A girlfriend who's walking along with me says, why are you so insecure? I said, what do you mean? She said, why do you always have to have everybody like you? I said, I don't understand what you're asking me. She said, you just told that woman she was beautiful. She wasn't beautiful. She was fat. I said, first and foremost, number one, uh, fat is in the eye of the beholder. She uh, is fat by your standard. She was beautiful by mine. And I'm going to say what's my standard. And I choose to have my standard be a standard that finds beauty. I said, secondly, here's the other reason. That woman may not have had anybody else say hello to her, let alone compliment her today. I may be the highlight of her day. And while I may be the highlight of her day, it's not about me. It's about me actually doing something good today. And if that was my good deed for the day, I'm okay with that. I broke up with her that day, actually, and, and realized some people don't spread joy. In fact, they, they're, they're, uh, they're Pigpen from Charles Schultz. They're Eeyore from, from Winnie the Pooh. They just are constantly negative. Get rid of that area of your life. Either change the people you hang out with or change the people you hang out with. Say it out loud. I am a strategic thinker. I am a strategic thinker. And by the way, we got one more before we uh, are going to take the break at the top of the hour. We're going to show you a, a turning point video. Also, first million irresistible influence. I'm a strategic thinker. I love chess. The reason I love chess is chess is pure strategy. That's all there is. Uh, chess, as I mentioned, we had a caller on the show the other day. Chess is one of those games that the only advantage in chess that a person has is being first mover. So if you move first, if you're the game starts, you're the first mover, there is a slight advantage. You can take that advantage away by being the first to kill, the first to take your opponent's piece. Uh, be innovative. Look for other strategies. When I play chess, I guarantee you, I'm not going to just play chess on the board. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get in your head. I, I am going to mess with you. I uh, played Sir Richard Branson chess down on Necker Island. And in one of my moves, uh, the, the fifth move of the game, I moved my pawn out of the way in front of his uh, bishop, or no, no, I moved my knight out of the way in front of his bishop, but it opened my bishop up to take his queen. That wasn't enough. I moved my knight, I held my fingers on it, I let it go, and then I immediately re-grabbed it and said, shoot. He said, nope, you let it go. I said, dang it. I let it go. He looked at the board, he took my knight with his bishop, which left my bishop to take his queen. While I sat there pondering 
Whether or not it was smart to take Sir Richard Branson's queen in five moves, I realized if I didn't take it, he would think I was an idiot, so I took his queen. Begin with the end in mind. What is the purpose of your strategy? What is the outcome of your game? I think a lot of people get lost on this. I think a lot of people don't really remember what the game is. Going back to chess, that's one of the easiest ways to win at chess. Put your queen in a place where she'll be sacrificed because the overwhelming desire to take your queen will be so great, they may not look at the next move that you're going to checkmate them with your rook. So begin with the end in mind. Be very certain about what your outcome is. This is especially true in influence. This is especially true in sales. It's especially true when you're working with somebody else and you let them distract you. My friend uh, Jordan uh, Belford has a selling course. He calls it straight line selling. And while I don't agree with everything that he teaches, I agree with that whole concept that you need to be myopic in your process. Whatever your task at hand is, get it done. And then finally, you got to know you're a genius. And how do you know you're a genius? You say it out loud. I'm a genius. I am a genius. Say it out loud. The only distinction between geniuses and morons is they know who they are. And then finally, what's the most important trait you can have as a multi-millionaire? You can become charismatic. What is charisma? It's something of a sexual nature. It's appealing to all of the senses, the sense of sound, sight, taste, touch, all the above. So, hey, you know what? We, we've had a lot of content in the first hour. The first hour flew by, as it always does. The second hour, I'm going to start taking your calls. We have uh, $8,500 up for grabs. If you know the secret word of the day, I've got 10 ounces of pure silver. If you're the most interesting call of the day, uh, after these videos, we're going to enter the vault. Why do we enter the vault? We enter the vault because in the vault, I can talk about things I cannot talk about outside of the vault. Inside the vault, um, I can talk about things without getting banned. So if you'd like to chat with me, go to studiomoney.info forward slash the vault. Get your free membership to the vault. Uh, if you want to ask me a question, also go to studiomoney.info uh, forward slash live guests forward slash live guests. That will give you a little survey. Let us know what the question is you want to ask me and get you on the air. So without any further ado, we're giving away two tickets to every person that does not have two tickets to Turning Point that gets on the air today. We're $3,000 a piece. And then I also want to give you a little insight of the program we're teaching on March 4th in Las Vegas called First Million Irresistible Influence. And when we come back, we'll be in the vault. So I'll see you on the other side. Point. A total change in direction for the better. Who here is ready for a turning point? You absolutely have to have one. Put them on. The two-day turning point seminar is different than any other program in that it does more than just teach you the skills for your relationships, wealth, and power. It also programs you on a subconscious level to put those skills into immediate use. This weekend is about empowerment. This weekend is about you understanding how to take charge of your own life. You will learn total control of your thoughts and emotions. How to use END or psychoneural duplication to take on the thoughts and actions of others to produce similar results. Whether it's losing weight, changing habits, being a millionaire. When you think what a millionaire thinks and you do what a millionaire does, you'll produce similar results. You will learn to program these powerful tools at a subconscious level for immediate and lasting results. Your conscious mind is what's called your critical factor. It's the mind you're using right now to determine whether the information I'm giving to you will work for you or not. 
Your subconscious mind, on the other hand, is merely a computer. It's non-critical. It doesn't even have the ability to make judgment. So all trance, hypnosis, reprogramming is, is setting aside the critical factor of your conscious mind and non-critically accepting suggestions. And empowering. To make a fear vanish, you must experience it fully. As it helps you create your life exactly the way you want it. Bring your family closer. Find the love of your life. Create strategies for wealth. Learn irresistible influence and so much more. Because of the intimate nature of this course, seats are very limited. Register now before your life passes you by and there are no more turning points for you. Tens of thousands of people have learned this information and are using it daily. You don't get angry if you get fired from your job and you know that within two years you will be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. It's your time. There's a way for you to win this game that is different than how you're doing it. And it works. It's your life. When you learn how to do that, you become more powerful and power is for use. It's your turning point. subconscious learning experience that both teaches and programs you with the personality traits and habits of multimillionaires. At First Million, you'll learn how to take almost any wealth vehicle to a seven-figure level or better. You'll learn how to stop using vehicles that don't work, are too difficult, or simply unsuited for you. Making money is supposed to be fun. Stop living your life, getting ready to live your life, and start living a life of adventure. First Million was crafted to not just change what you do, it's also going to change who you are. Instead of trying to become a millionaire, you'll learn that you're already a millionaire even if the money has not yet been deposited in your bank account. Beyond mindsets, you'll learn the actual personality traits of multi-millionaires so you'll naturally do what millionaires do to produce a similar result. One of the key personality traits of a millionaire is charisma. Imagine being able to walk into a room and without speaking a word, have the entire room drawn to you. Imagine others hanging on your every word, wanting to be near you, to be in business with you, and hungry to buy whatever you're selling. First Million will teach you how to use the charisma that politicians, entertainers, CEOs, and celebrities use to move nations and make millions. You'll also learn how to get more done in less time. You'll learn priority management and what the highest and best use of your time is. You'll learn laser-like focus upon IGAs or income generating activities and you'll learn to let go of anything below your pay grade. What if you had more customers than you ever imagined? What if they came right to you and fought to buy from you? 
At First Million, you'll learn attraction marketing and strategies to get others to pay you for your marketing and advertising before they even purchase your offer. When you attend your First Million, you'll begin to see an overwhelming amount of amazing opportunities all around you. You'll look through the matrix and easily identify target-rich environments. You'll learn dovetailing and stacking strategies to acquire more customers and do more business with the customers you already have. Unless something is sold, no money is made. Whether you're a sales pro, a novice, or even scared to death of selling something, your first million is going to have you fall in love with influence and enjoy it as the game that it is. When you believe in what you're selling, you're obligated to sell it. You'll learn exact language patterns of influence and persuasion. You'll learn how to get others to ask you for what you're selling and have them believe it was their idea. You'll become dynamically able to use arcing statements, direct links, embedded commands, and so much more. An entire tool belt of selling gambits will be yours after you get to your first million. As a first million alumni, you will be clear on what you need to do to GTFM or get the freaking money. You deserve great wealth, and your first million will help to raise your self-esteem around the topic of money. The amount of money you make will always be determined by your own self-image. You'll learn what billion-dollar corporations already know about outsourcing, how to get anything below your pay grade done for pennies on the dollar. Your first million will give you the groundwork to understand presentation skills and the highest paid profession on the planet, public speaking. When you graduate from your first million, you'll be able to create presentations that inspire with confidence and power. If all that weren't enough, there's so much more. Making your first million is almost certainly going to require that you manage at least a small team. You'll walk out of the course with the knowledge of how to lead teams and synergistically get more done in less time. Technology has made our lives so much easier as we've learned how to harness it. The First Million course will teach you what is up-to-date and available in technology so that you can use that cutting-edge technology to get more done and have more fun. You'll also learn how to harness the power of the Internet for massive, passive profits. Every time you attend your first million, you'll learn new technology and internet marketing strategies as these two portions of the class change every time you attend. It's like getting a brand new seminar each time you come. If you're a representative, you may attend your first million as often as you like, totally free with your enrollment in the first million course. If you're not yet a rep, or if you have not yet invested in your first million, enroll now. Everything begins in thought, and you know what you want to say. Go ahead, say it now. Say it out loud. I'm ready for my first million. Say it out loud. I'm ready for my first million. I heard you. <laughs> hey, welcome to the vault. If you have not uh, watched my show before, this is the second hour where I start taking your calls at studiomoney.info forward slash live guests. And we chat with you. 
if you say the secret word of the day, you could win. I was mistaken. And, and this is how fast this is going. This is how fast this is growing. It, I thought today was an $8,500 pot. Turns out it's not. It's $9,000 today. $9,000 pot. So uh, what I'd suggest you do, let me see if I can get that to focus. $9,000, That's what that is. Just got the envelope. So at any rate, secret word of the day in there. I was just informed that it's nine grand. That's what's up for grabs. Also a uh, bar of pure silver. So come join me. First caller of the day, George uh, Knowlton. George Knowlton, welcome home. You are live on the air. Glad to have you. Thank you very much for the great welcome, Marshall. I appreciate it. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from Roseville, California. Fantastic. I love Roseville. Northern Cal is beautiful. It is gorgeous, and today we have beautiful sunshine. It's been raining and, and then been sunny with puppy clouds. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I was saying the same thing to the bride when we were in the uh, spa this morning, is that it's the first clear day we've seen on the California coast in, in about a week. Well, so I said that was beautiful, looking at that view, sitting in the hot tub. Yeah, it was. It is. So uh, what's your question? My question is this, um, my daughter and I attended Turning Point this last summer and uh, we got a lot of fantastic nuggets. Um, one of which being the IGAs and another being my perfectionism and sticking too much into my business. And uh, so, uh, and then over the last few months, of course, I got very busy in construction and wasn't able to do my asset management, which is so important. And uh, I'm, I'm back here uh, because I finally got some projects done and I have some huge projects uh, on the, that are in escrow and in, in contract. And I basically, I got to raise $10 million in four months and I'm not a money raiser yet. Actually, I'm, I'm a burgeoning money raiser. And so I'm here to, my, my main question for you is this. I manifest a lot of things. I've been manifesting for many years now, trans, using transcendental thinking and all kinds of things. I, all the things that you mentioned, I use to manifest. However, I'm finding that when money gets tight, I, I have a trouble being confident enough to manifest and make myself take action. Cause I don't like to go to meetings. If I have a manifest at first and know what I'm going to get at the end. And I have some very important meetings coming up over the next few days. And uh, I would like your help and in, in being able to have that confidence so that I can manifest properly before those meetings and not put them off because I somehow can't get my brain where it needs to be to manifest. What are the, what are the meetings for? I am going to be meeting with Michael Hardmoney to uh, get uh, some hard money from him. And I am meeting with uh, my uh, collaborator developer on a 370 unit uh, apartment complex development, about $146 million build. And I've got to actually manifest the you, right you contracts. $146 million build? Correct. Got it. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I've got to manifest uh, the proper contracts and the goodwill and uh, the time to get all of the pieces put together to get it done right. So this deal that you're seeking to get funded is for what? It is, it is for, um, I'm syndicating a 371 unit class A apartment complex. And what's the price point? 
The price point is uh, we're coming in at where our raise is 55 million and we've got to uh, the total price is 146 built out. And, you know, we got a 1.67 debt cover ratio. Uh, we've got 8% cash on cash to our investors. We, we have just about a 20% return. It, it's good. It's good stuff. Who, uh, how did you find the property? We found the property that my, my collaborator developer uh, that, I'm, that I've been collaborating with here in Roseville. It is a client of his. We've been working with him for about a year and a half. It took us almost 10 months to actually get a contract. So currently we have a property management or a, a project management contract worth about 6% through the project. And then I am the uh, asset management specialist within Bianchi Tillett developers, within my collaborator friends. And so I brought them and said, hey, great, you got this contract. Now we need to flip it into a syndication so the owner can retain 10% of his equity and get his money. And we can get some of the equity and we can make a lot of money for our investors as well. This is a beautiful class A property. How did you meet Hard Money Mike? I met Hard Money Mike through you and through Ari Mentor. Um, I loved your conversation with him. I've been following him since. And, uh, you know, uh, you guys are some of my, I, I aspire to be like both of you. You're doing great. I'm starting a podcast soon called The Smile Cast, you know, because the name of my business is Smile Company, because I believe every investment needs to be safe, moral, inclusive, linguistic, and experiential. Everybody's got to win. I, I'm a true believer that everybody's got to win and in conscious leadership. So many years ago, I had this, this crazy dream that this guy that's a single father with nothing could build a giant corporation of conscious leaders and conscious developers and investors. And I can see it on the horizon. And so I'm here to get my, my next boost so that I can bring this across the line in the next few months. You used a couple of phrases just now. You said, I see it on the horizon. Um, I, you know, can, can see it happening in the future. I need you to move from the future to the present moment. It, it, you can't see it happening. It's happening. You have the property under contract, right? Correct. And it is happening, actually, because I just went to the chamber meeting this morning. And after I gave my 30 second uh, elevator pitch for my RV development that I'm, that I'm doing in Roseville as well, um, uh, a gentleman from the soccer club uh, came over. He came to me and said, hey, you're the guy that needs to make this happen for me. I want to build a soccer stadium here. I've got a minor league team coming. We've got major league coming. He goes, so let's get together next week. So you are correct. Thank you for pointing that out to me. Yeah, you're already there, and I, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. There's nothing for you to prepare for, for Michael, hard money. There's nothing for you to prepare. Uh, it, it's, but I'll tell you what's going on for you. In the dating world, uh, the worst thing a guy could think in his head if he was single, when he sees a pretty girl, gosh, I sure hope she likes me. And then he walks up to her and he attempts to engage her in a conversation, and usually she'll shut him down. If a guy had the mindset, I'm going to do that girl a favor. I'm going to bless her life by walking up to her and having a conversation with her. And then once I've chatted with her for a minute, if I like her, then I'm going to ask her out and do her another favor. That's different. And so Michael Hardmoney, whom I love very much, who is a stellar human being, a great source of funding for real estate investors. If you're watching this show right now and you're a real estate investor looking for money for deals, hard money Michael is a good, good way to go. Um, one of the things that, that I'm positive is that Michael makes money by loaning money. He wants to loan money. And 
you don't have to please him to get him to loan money. All you have to do is have a deal that makes sense. You have a deal that makes sense already. So you're, you're not selling anybody anything. You're presenting facts. That said, I would never keep all of my eggs in one basket. One of the powers of negotiation is to have plenty of options. And so I would find other options. I would find not only funding options, I would also find maybe uh, some other partnership options. So, you know, on our on our, our debut week last week, we had somebody, I don't know if you're watching the show then, we had somebody that is a syndicator who also raises funds for projects on the show, Cody Sperber. Did you mm -hmm. see that show? I believe I did, yes. I believe I okay, listened. So Cody would also be somebody, if this is a good deal, to take that deal to Cody because he has almost instantaneous funding for whatever it is you're working on. One of the things okay. I would encourage you to do is not be afraid. Some is better than none. Do not be afraid of sharing the deal more ways. It sounds like you've already built it into the plan, though, to be able to compensate investors and people that contribute anyway. So Absolutely. Uh, he would be a good place to go. Uh, we've got a ton of people inside of the real estate network, inside of Inner Circle, substantial amount of people that are doing investments. So what I would suggest is part of what's going to keep you motivated, George, get back to Turning Point. How old your daughter that came to Turning Point with you? He was 13. You talked to us a lot. We took pictures with Sterling and with with your daughter and, and yes. we took the whole family, man. And your family is just cool. Uh, they're very they're cool people. Uh, yes, I do remember you now. In fact, didn't you guys go? Weren't you the first people to go buy some prosperity style jewelry? That is exactly correct. Because I really, truly, I love kids who have or have an entrepreneur spirit. I wanted my daughter to have one, and I'll tell you, she just uh, came to me with some things, some nuggets that she learned from you as well. Just yesterday, it was really good. You know, she's thirteen, going through that whole girl thing at thirteen, and so I, I appreciate what she got from that program, and we appreciated really uh, getting uh, and meeting prosperity and everybody. It was very nice. It is very nice. So one of the other things, did you sign up for for First Million? I did not. I would highly recommend you get back to the program. If you're not in a position to be part of Inner Circle, I'd highly recommend you get back for at least First Million. The okay. investors you seek, the, the funding you're looking for is in any given room you walk into. So the more you can walk into rooms that have a large amount saturation of real estate investors, just like what you just experienced that you said, what, it was the, uh, uh, where, where the were you? Well, at, a cha at, a, at, a ch at a chamber meeting, right? Cause I'm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, getting yeah, in so yeah. You were at the chamber meeting, you were putting out into the universe, what you're doing. And somebody responded, I got a project for you, Walkerfield, whatever it is. That's where you want to be. You want to find all what we call target rich environments. You want to find all those target rich environments that are woods and goods, people that would have a propensity to invest in real estate and more importantly, have millions of dollars to invest. And one of those places, and I tell people all the time, one of those places is at Turning Point or any of our live events, because at any given moment, 70% of the people in the room are real estate investors. So I think Fantastic. that if it were me, George, and, and uh, I was doing what you are doing, that would be the thing that would be most uh, top of mind for me is how do I get in rooms that would allow me to, you know, be around other real estate investors, tell everybody what this great deal is. And I think you'll raise the money very quickly. First thing I want you to do though, change your mindset. Let every, let yourself know first, you're doing other people a favor by telling them about the deal. And then the second thing, put yourself in target rich environments 
to uh, start connecting with people that invest at that level. Do you know who Russ Whitney is? I do not. So Russ Whitney is one of the top real estate investors in the country at his peak. He had a real estate investment training company that was doing about 30, 350 million a year. It was the largest company in the country. Uh, certainly you should Google Russ Whitney, uh, check him out on social media, always looking for good deals. Uh, uh, Corey Boltwright, Cody Sperber, obviously uh, Hard Money Michael is a good source as well. But the funding part is the easiest part of the process. There's money available for anybody's deal. And that's the lesson I want everybody to take away from your call is finding money isn't difficult when you have the right deal. It's a given, it's done. And in fact, you might even find more favorable terms. You might even be able to get this thing, if it's a good deal and it works and it sounds like the, the it all pencils out, you might even be able to get this funded more traditionally through a more traditional path since the deal works. Fantastic, I, I appreciate your help. You are very welcome. Make sure you keep listening. Good questions, George. And I look forward to seeing both of you guys, both you and your daughter again at Turning Point. And I'd love to have you come back and join us at First Million Irresistible Influence as well. I believe we will do that. And we also want to come and uh, and see the new theater and then visit you and Carl for that as well. We connect a lot with like those that. as well. So uh, yeah, this is a good, good it, it, introduction or beginning to our future relationship. So thank I'm you much for that. God bless. Take care. Awesome stuff. Yeah, the community is everything. And that's what's going to happen on this show is that people are going to start putting out into the universe like George just did, that they've got a project, they're seeking funding, and somebody else is going to say, well, that's right up my alley. Let me sign up. So the more people you tell, the more people you bless, the more times you visit me on the show and come back every single day, because every day your brain needs to be filled up with positive, powerful, productive information. Uh, on the show, we've got uh, Melissa Siegler. Welcome back. Welcome home. Glad to have you here. Hi, Marshall. Great to be here. Always great to see you. So do you have your do you have your silver anywhere near you? I it's in it's in the back of my house in another room. Well, next time you call me on the air, you bring it. I want people to know we're actually giving the silver away. And you are actually the very first winner of silver on our show. So congratulations. Thank you. Yes, sir. First question. First podcast. I'm in Ellensburg, Washington. Lovely. You have behind you a file cabinet made of wood that is beautiful. And I have that exact same file cabinet. I bought it at 17 along with my first desk, a roll top desk. Both the desk and that file cabinet are at the palace in in, in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, the desk so, right beside me matches that. Yeah, it's a, it's a L-shaped desk that matches that um, cabinet. Yeah. Does it have grapes on it? It does not have grapes on it. Ah. Because there's a there it's there's a brand that has a Napa styling to it. They have grapes on the corners. What's your question? So I'm going to go back to the I am mm -hmm. situation here. So in growing, in my growth, I come across people that I love, people in my circle, and I find that there's a majority of them that I want so much more for them than they want for themselves. And I want to know, I, I'm imagining that Irresistible Influencer next week, whatever, 1st of March, is going yep. to help with some of that. But I'm wanting to know, do you just let those people go by the wayside and let them come back to you when they see what you've done? Or do you, um, is there some kind of conversation 
that you can continue to have with them, even though they don't want more for themselves that you can project onto them, I guess is for lack of a better way to put it. Now, I don't want to say manipulate or, you know, whatever, but um, yeah. How do you, how do you maneuver those? It's like my, my 20 something nieces and nephews that um, had to get pregnant, had to have kids, didn't get married first, but, don't work at Walmart checker, you know, and, and they want to buy a house, but they have $600 to put down, you know, and they, so how do you motivate people like that? Yeah. How do you motivate people like that? You know, I have 10 siblings and I love my family members very much. And I really want obviously the best for all of them. I live, as you know, cause you've been to my beach house and you know, when you come to Vegas, you'll come visit me at the palace as well. I live a most extraordinary life. We fly back and forth in private jets. Uh, I live a life most people couldn't even imagine living. I have 10 siblings. You would think out of all of them, they would notice what their little brother or bigger brother was doing. And they'd say, you know, if he created this, I could create this too. Everybody's different. Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Part of the challenge of being an entrepreneur or being a multimillionaire is once again, rule number one, I'm totally responsible. And I think that's the piece that is hardest for somebody that doesn't give themselves permission to want to do is they don't wanna be responsible. You know, if I'm pregnant, oh, hardly my fault, I got pregnant and I just gonna have a baby, I'm gonna be responsible and you know, not abort the baby, I'm gonna have the baby. Yeah, that's one level of responsibility. The other level would have been put a cap on it to begin with. The, the challenge is, is that most people don't think their life can be better. And so they just surrender and they even look at you and you living your great life and, and you having everything you want and you being happy. And they say, yeah, well, that's all right for you, but you got lucky, you know, you're fortunate. And so the best thing I've experienced that I can do for other people is to live by example, to quietly live by example and pray that that example will inspire people. I love my kids. You know my kids. They're amazing people. There's zero doubt in my mind. Prosperity has the entrepreneur bug more than all three of them. She of, of the three, she's the most entrepreneurial. I wish I could show you a picture. Yesterday, she comes down the stairs and she's dressed in this kind of flowy outfit. And she's got this scarf wrapped around her head and tied in the back. She comes downstairs and she says, Fortune teller prosperity is ready for customers. <laughs> and then she goes back upstairs to her room. I look at Erica. Erica looks at me. We burst out laughing because she's dressed as a fortune teller. And I said, well, I got to check this out. I go upstairs. She's built a booth out of cardboard that she can sit in. She's got a sign on the front that says fortune teller prosperity. Would like to read your fortune. Palm reading, magic lamp, a paper reading and all the different things on her menu. Oh, this God. is all out of her brain because that's how she thinks. So what do I think long-term? Number one, live by example, but long-term, what I think is important, and this is the reason that I've created the Young Entrepreneur Society, is I think kids need to fall in love with entrepreneurship. And I don't think there's been any mechanism, no real mechanism in recent times to make them do that. And the reason's real simple, Deep state wants them indoctrinated. Deep state wants them to be good little mind your business employees. Don't step out of line. Do exactly what we tell you to do. Go get your vaccine. Go get triple, you know, boosted, you know, and and, and stay six feet away from everybody because we Lord knows we don't want you conversing with anybody because you might just talk about the secret and then we'd be exposed. So the challenge is kids aren't taught to be entrepreneurs. 
my children are being taught to be entrepreneurs. They're also being taught you're responsible. If you want something, you need to come up with a means to make that happen. And, and I think that, that again, you know, you came to the beach house. We had a phenomenal experience at Inner Circle. I guarantee you, you're excited to meet at the palace and kind of get a sense of what that's like. And it's going to, it will continue to ruin you. I see you're one of the people that repeatedly posts in the chat, ruin please, me, Marshall Please Silver. ruin me. Please ruin yeah. me. And I want to, I want to continue ruining you because that's yeah. going to be the thing that makes people change is they say, wow, somebody I can identify with, somebody I can relate with is living a life bigger than mine. Maybe I could live this life if I just change my habits. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to them believing they can. So last note on this. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep encouraging them. Keep putting it in front of them. Keep inviting them to turning point. Keep inviting them to this broadcast because Jesus didn't do miracles in his own city. So the people that you seek to motivate that are in your inner circle, your, your family, mm -hmm. they may never listen to you because you're Jesus. You're in your own village. They may listen to me. And I've had multiple parents bring their kids to our events or bring their spouse or significant others to our events. And when I say it, they'll go, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. And I can see their spouse sitting beside them, looking at them like, are you kidding me? I've only said this 100 times to you and you never listen to me. It's a fact. So the last thing I want to tell you is manage expectation. Realize that they may not look like they're responding to you, but if they're listening at all, guess what? There you go. Yeah, I love you. You're, you're I amazing. I, I, I love the fact that you're part of my inner circle. I love the fact that you have a husband supportive enough that he encouraged you and supported you in doing that. I look forward to meeting him very soon. And uh, I'm the secret word, don't I? Go ahead. I'm going to say SpaceX. Wow. No. Gosh. <laughs> but I love I you this, for guessing. Good I job. I this whole sentence written out. And um, then I was thinking about Elon Musk and all that kind of stuff. And so my sentence was, you don't need confirmation of the declaration of your testimonial. You are your testimony. Yes, you're living proof. That's great. Yes. So is it any of those words? Well, that was a good question. And I know because now we've got more and more people guessing. Somebody's going to grab it soon. I was asked Jeez. by Erica again. I said this yesterday. She said, when do you think someone's going to win? I said, I don't know. They're narrowing in on how my brain works. They're, they're making good guesses. Or they're making guesses first. And secondly, they're making good guesses. And uh, I said, I, I think maybe next week or the week after. I think somewhere around $20,000 is where someone's gonna win. And that 20K is gonna make a difference in people's lives. So congratulations on taking a shot at it. No, it is not SpaceX, but that's a good one. I'm gonna make that the secret word of the day at someday in the future. So you should keep watching because you just may stumble upon it. So thanks, Marshall. You are I love, love you. Always great to hear from you. I look forward to seeing you at First Million and Irresistible Influence in Vegas in a couple yep. of weeks. Okay, Take see care. you then. Good job. People are guessing the word. If you're brand new to the program, I've got an envelope in front of me. I date it every single day with today's date. Yeah, it's blown out a bit. There it is. $222, $9,000 at stake today. When you call me up, then yes, I prefer you can just blur a word out and I'm cool with that. I would prefer you use it in a sentence. You don't have to. I won't disqualify you. But again, we're brand new. This is day eight and we're at nine grand on day eight. Uh, I, I saw, and I won't mention anybody's name, I saw uh, some pretty big names the other day uh, offering to give away a free free iPad. Woo, wow, you gave away, I give away a free freaking iPad every day. 
<laughs> let alone $9,000. And then again, I'm Marshall Silver. Next caller. Uh, let's see. I want to get to, let me take a look. Uh, uh, I'll tell you. Andy. Andy's been waiting a long time, so let's get Andy on the air. Cool. Andy, welcome home, brother. Hey, Marshall. How are you? Good to see you. I'm always awesome. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Glad to be on here. Stoked to be able to talk to you. Yes, lovely. Where's home for you? Uh, Carlsbad, actually, right down the street. Where do you live in Carlsbad? Right off of uh, Basel del Norte and Palma Airport Road. Yep. We don't like to tell people how nice it is here. We really don't. Yeah, yeah, it's been raining, but it's, it's, it's cleared up, like you said. It's looking pretty nice. Some nice sunsets. Yeah, it's been beautiful. This morning was gorgeous. My, yeah. my whole private beach has been washed out. The rains came down so hard. We've never seen the kind of damage it did to the private beach. So we'll we'll uh, be bringing sand in and refill on the beach out because it got hit. Oh, geez, crazy. What, what's awesome. your question? Yeah, so uh, first of all, congratulations on your huge, huge success. You know you've been crushing it for a very long time. And it's very Thank inspiring. You. So, um, so I mean, um, I've, I have a similar background. I've had a pretty, a pretty rough childhood. My father was very abusive, you know, and that kind of like pretty much sets your whole life in a different frame, you know, or at least makes it a lot more difficult. But I've been working on myself for a long time. Um, I've been doing affiliate marketing the past 13 years, but now I want to get into like real estate investing, which is like working with people. So instead of like hiding behind a computer all day, I, I really want to reach out to people and stuff like that. Um, just some some advice on like reaching out to successful people, you know, like wanting to like um, like get around successful people, feeling more confident with people in, in general, and um, like tips for improving self esteem and and just being um, being able to reach out to people more effectively, stuff like that. Any any ideas that might come to mind? Yeah, um, serve them. Be empathetic. Get in get in their head and say what do they want. Back when I was 23 years old, I became a hypnotist. Uh, when I became a hypnotist, I often would watch Late Night with David Letterman. And he used to have a magician on his show that he would beat the crap out of. But it, the guy became famous. And even though Letterman was mean to him, uh, he became very famous. And there was an article showing that he was you know, making huge amounts of money for his personal appearances, even though his appearances on Letterman were less than stellar because Letterman was harassing him. So I decided I wanted to go on Late Night with David Letterman. In order to go on Late Night with David Letterman, I realized Letterman likes oddities. He likes people that are strange. And so I created this character called the world's fastest hypnotist that I was so good at hypnosis that I had to keep my eyes covered with dark sunglasses at all times so that people wouldn't go into trance, kind of Medusa-like. I also, uh, I did a, promo video to get me on the show that showed me shaving and, and, and I'm shaving, I'm naked, but I'm shaving with my glasses on because I can't look at myself in the eyes. Otherwise, I go into trance. And then someone and then I have someone asking, oh, come on, you know, you, you wouldn't really put yourself in trance, would you? And I said, it literally puts my I lower the glass and boom, I drop into trance. I sent the video off to Letterman and within one week they responded and had me on the air at 23 years old. I had no other national television experience. That was my first one. So the answer to your question, how do you interest uh, successful people? How do you interest famous people or people that might be able to move? You reached out to me and you said, hey, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm in Carlsbad, happy to help, would love to be a part of what you're doing. That's yeah. how you do it. Yeah, and yeah. you you also said, you know, this is this would be cool. You know, I'm looking for a videographer, a full time videographer down here in San Diego, which I still am. Oh, uh, the message you sent me 
would make me believe that you aren't actually a photographer. You just want to connect with me. And so for that reason alone, I wouldn't hire you as a photographer, but I am interested in you because you ask, how can I serve you, Marshall? What can I do for you? So when I'm seeking to connect with somebody, I may, you know, reach out and say, hey, I can do this for you. I may also do a technique that I do called offering a buffet. What is offering a buffet? Offering a buffet says, I don't know exactly what that person needs. So I'm going to offer up a number of things and let them choose. Nice. So what are your areas of expertise? What are you, what are your superpowers? Okay. Uh, well, I've been doing affiliate marketing the past 13 years, internet marketing, been immersed in that full time. So maybe I could help you with something there with your affiliate program. I'm also been into self-help um, just as long. Um, also some of the, the spiritual healing methods that are out there energy healing and different mystical stuff like you were referring to earlier <laughs> some of the supernatural stuff that that's it's so fascinating which i'm sure you have experience with yeah um also um, i have a passion for vegas which i'm sure you do you know i want to move back down there be a club promoter be a party promoter you know um dating coach and even like an elvis impersonator believe it or not <laughs> yeah so stuff like that so you, um, you do you do elvis impersonations uh, well, I lived in Vegas for a year and I got the costume and I was doing a little gig outside of Bellagio Fountains for, for tips, pictures for tips. I tried that on a little bit, so I like to get back into that. It was pretty fun. Yeah, so I asked you a question you didn't fully answer. Do you do Elvis impersonations? Oh. Uh, yes, a little bit. Yeah, yes. I know why you're dancing around the topic because you know if you, if you say yes, I'm going to say give me a little bit. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, 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 thank you, man. Thank you very much, Marshall. Well, I'm from Tennessee, and I could do a little dance for you, too, if you like. My show's on Las Vegas, but I think that's all for now. Thank you. <laughs> Still a little rusty, but... Yeah, it's okay. Good good job taking a shot at it. That's the, the other thing, too, is when I got my first job in broadcast at 17 years old, uh, I had been volunteering as an intern at a radio station that was not my demographic. I was 17 and I was volunteering at a radio station that was beautiful and relaxing. FM 104 Keyjoy, music to have your teeth drilled by. And I was interning for a guy because he asked me to come down and volunteer. And I got a call at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. And he said, the overnight guys called in sick. Can you come in? And I was ready. Uh, instantaneously. So that's the other thing is when when put on the spot, be willing to step up as best you can. No, your your, your Elvis Im imitation just now sucked. It was horrible. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. Except the fact that you were willing to do it says everything about you, that oh. you're willing to do something and you're willing to get better over time. And that is a massive life skill. So never let that go. You know, when somebody tells me, hey, man, that really sucked. It doesn't deter me. Because chances are, I you said it. I, I'm a little rusty. I haven't done it for a long yeah. time. Okay, great. But you did it. Yeah. That that impresses successful people. We we are always impressed when you come to Vegas and you're at one of my events and you tell me, yeah. "Hey, I'm a speaker. I want to get on your stage." I uh, may not invite you to get on stage immediately. I may wait till you're at an event and then at lunchtime grab you right as we're going to lunch, and say, "Hey, Andy, you know, I, I'm I'm not feeling good. I want to take a little extra time after lunch. Do you think you can get on oh, stage for yeah. 30 minutes, 60 minutes, teach some content awesome. for me?" I'll do that on purpose. I want to see if you'll step up. Awesome. And people that will step yeah. up, I can count on. People that don't step up, there's no point. Yeah, very good. Awesome. Good awesome. stuff. Start yeah. creating scenarios where you solve somebody else's challenge. And I will tell you before I, I wrap up this call, you said one thing that was interesting to me, and I'd like you to expand on that. We are looking for kick butt affiliate types. 
both yeah. to become affiliates for our program and, and refer people to the program because there's huge bucks. I've got somebody uh, who's watching the show, and I won't name their names. They referred somebody to the show. They came on the show last week. And while I was talking with them, they don't even know I did this. I qualified them. So I know that they have the wherewithal. I also know that the person that referred the other person is a level 10 person. They've already talked to them about Inner Circle. They're going to close on Inner Circle. And when they buy Inner Circle at $70,000, that's a $21,000 affiliate wow. commission to them. Yeah, that's amazing. That's Doesn't take amazing. much. You know, and while, while you may not oh. have the $70,000, you have a lot of friends that are people of excellence. That, that, that do really well, that would want that. So I'm also not only looking for people that can be our affiliates, I'd love to find somebody that was an affiliate wizard that who could manage, our entire, and manage yeah, who, our entire affiliate program. Yeah, who can find other affiliates for you, who can find super affiliates for you also. I, have a lot, yeah. I know a lot of people I've experienced in that, I feel like it might maybe be able to help you. That, that might be awesome. Well, write me a cover email, send it to uh, support at certaintyank.com and tell awesome. me all the reasons I want to bring you on as our affiliate manager. Awesome. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you. You're awesome, much. man. Always and, great to hear from you. I've been watching your name pop up on social yeah. media and I'm glad you took the time to come chat with me. Keep watching the show. You just may win 10 ounces of pure silver. I'm, I'm guessing the, the word, can I guess the word? You can. Um, irresistible. Oh man, that's a good word. Just not it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, good guess, and you send that email right away. Hey, life is good. I'm Marshall Silver. Yeah, we got time for one more call. I know we got a lot of people inside of the studio. If you're in the studio and you did not get on the air, and I see there's a lot of people that have not yet gotten on the air, then uh, make sure you call in tomorrow. We have Yana. Where's Yana? There she is. Yana Bartek, live on the air. <laughs> My day is blessed. So nice to see you. Hi, Marshall. Same here. I'm happy we can chit-chat. Yeah. yeah, where are you calling in from? New Jersey. Lovely. And yep. is that a skyline I see behind you? Uh, what do you mean, skyline? What is that? Drop your hand. What are those yellow and white and gray things right there? This? Oh, yeah. yeah that's the Lego. Yeah, is that a skyline? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So we live, uh, our beach house is right by Legoland. So we love Legoland. We go there as VIPs all the time. Awesome. Good stuff. Yes. And then what is the sign? I can't quite see it. It's too far away. What's the sign right above there? What is that? Restware. That's my company's logo. What does it say? Love it. Uh -huh. Love it. And what does Prestware do? Prestware. So I do recruiting as well as we do app development. So web app and mobile app. So my husband is a software engineer, and so we team up together. So I'm more on the recruiting side. So if you or anyone you know needs some recruiting, I'm an expert at it. I can help out, like, like send you candidates that you're looking for. And in the software side, it's more of my husband's strength. So we have a team. And if you're looking for software, and I think you do, maybe. I am, yes. <laughs> and we can help out with that as well. Yeah, we talked about this. I am. I'm yes. looking for a, a software uh, to redevelop something I created 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm looking for that. Awesome. Did I send you the video of the million dollar yes, training? Yes, you did. For? And we said that we should, uh, when you have time, we can connect and we can talk about it because we have some ideas. That sounds great. And I also would love to have a mobile app for this show. 
Awesome. Oh, that's up our alley. What is, uh, what's your question today? Well, my question is, I notice in myself that it's hard for me to delegate my tasks. I'm more of a person who I can do it. I can do it faster than anyone else. And by the time I finish explaining what needs to be done, I might as well just do it myself. And because of that, I notice that um, fall, like I'm focusing on things that are second nature to the business instead of going and outreaching to, for getting more clients or doing, I'm focusing on the business. I'm focusing on all the little things that probably could have been delegated. And so my, that's my question, how to overcome it? Because I, the, if it's like I'm, have difficult committing to hiring, let's say someone full-time or even part-time. I have no problems hiring someone per project base. If I need a project done, I can go, I can find a person easily, but to actually go and commit and let's say find executive assistant on a part-time basis or even VA. And I did hire VAs in the past and they didn't perform as I wanted. So several times it happened and it almost put this block that I'm like, I don't, it's like, my husband's pushing me like, you need a VA to help you out. And I just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it maybe next week. And it's been already months and I'm, I'm just yeah. kind of keep pushing it because I see myself, I like can overcome this barrier of like, let go and like just teach someone and let them handle things yeah. and commit. How long have you been married? <laughs> A while. <laughs> How long? Um. Jeez, uh, 12, 13 years? Yeah. Is this the only time you've been married? Yes. Is this the only time your husband's been married? Yes. Got it. You guys are fortunate and rare. <laughs> yes, we are. No, I mean, that, that's rare. Uh, you know, most people, The I, I was looking at a statistic the other day, and it was fascinating to me. The average number of people, the average, uh, the average number of times the average person has been married in the U.S. is 2.1. <laughs> so some people weigh more, some people less, but 2.1 marriages. Yeah. I certainly fit right into that. I've been married three times. When Erica and I met, she said, do you think you'll ever want to be married again? And I said, oh, hell no, never. I'm not the marrying type. It's I'm not good being a husband. I'm not good. And she said, okay. And she just continued to be a perfect wife even before we were married. And I remember one time I was at, at lunch with Raymond Aaron, one of my speaker friends out of Canada. And he said, I've never seen you so much in love, Marshall when are you getting married? And I said, none of your business. And Erica put her hand on my shoulder and she said, whether Marshall and I are ever legally married or not, we'll be together for a lifetime. I looked over at her and I realized it wasn't marriage that I was opposed to, it was divorce. And the next week I asked her, we went to Necker Island and I asked her to marry me on the roof of the great house at Necker Island. My point is, yes, you're going to hire a lot of people that don't work out. You're going to hire people that are good people and you just can't seem to figure out how to make them fit. You're going to hire people and you're going to wish you could motivate them and inspire them. And frankly, some people just cannot be motivated. They, they have a an employee mentality so deep that all they know how to do is the bare bones essential of what they have to do to not get fired. They don't go above and beyond. They just do exactly what they have to do. You know, I've got a, a brand new teammate uh, on board. We call him Producer Tom. And he's the guy you may have talked to him before you got on the show. He's the guy mm -hmm. managing all the switching, putting up all the graphics and everything else we do. Uh, he's phenomenal. 
I'm very grateful for him because he's going above and beyond. At the end of each show, he says to me, hey, what if we did that? What if we did this? I think this would look better. I think that graphic would be better. Hey, we need some of this. We need. That's what people want. That's a teammate. That's not just a player. That's that's somebody who's actually says, no, how do I make my whole team look better? And that's his job right now is to make me look as good as he can. Uh, I got lucky. Do I think it could work out long term? My prayer is that it can. And my belief is that it can. Uh, I'm not the only one in the equation, though. He's also in the equation. So all I can do is keep throwing noodles at the wall and pray something sticks and then pray the noodle wants to stick. So same thing with my wife. If Erica had heard me say, oh, I never want to be married and just say, "Yeah, we're done. I'm looking for a husband. You know, you don't want to be a husband. I'm looking for a husband. Then that would have been the end. And so you keep throwing noodles. You keep hiring VAs until finally you find your diamond in the rough. Sometimes, too, and I want to add to this to anybody that's hiring people. Sometimes you, you hire people that are excellent, that are really, really good. They're good people. And they're, they're in, their intentions are sincere and they really want to do well, except you put them in the wrong hole. You put a square peg in a round hole and that's why they don't fit. So sometimes what I like to do is you keep looking at the circumstance and you say, OK, is there a place I can shift to this person? Because it's not fun to retrain people. It's not fun to interview and hire new people. And so I really seek to keep looking at somebody and say, how do I get through to them? I'm the leader. It's my business. I'm responsible just like you are. So your husband is a thousand percent right. Number one, he wants more time from you. He, he wants you back. <laughs> and he realizes you're so busy with busy work that he doesn't get enough sex because you're too busy. Uh, and am I right? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So your husband's going, if your husband's standing by listening to the show right now, he's going, man, this guy is good. I love this guy. And we're listening to this guy every single day. Um, but that's, that's it. You know, my wife wanted to go take a job. She wanted to go do stand-up paddleboard instruction. She loves stand-up paddleboard yoga, and she wanted to go do instruction. I don't mind her doing whatever she wants to do. What I care about is time away from me. And so I didn't want her taking on this gig that would take her away for two or three hours a day. And I said, how much will you earn? She said, 35 bucks an hour. I said, can I buy your time every day? Can I, can I be your private student? Because that's what I want. And, and so now she went and did one class, decided she wanted to spend time with me more than that. So that's the answer. Yes, you must keep swinging the bat. Yes, you must keep interviewing people every day until that VA is in place. And yes, you will find your ideal VA soon enough. Where are you finding your VAs? What company are you going through? Oh. I tried several, uh, several online different companies. So I, I tried. I'm going to give you, yes. give you a friend of our, of our tribe. Uh, his name is Bijal Palmer, B-E-E-J-A-L Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R, Bijal Palmer. He's got a company called B-E-E, B-Epic, like the honeybee, mm -hmm. B-Epic. And uh, they are a friend of our organization. When you contact them, not only will they take good care of you, they'll also give you a discount when you mention that you came via me. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. you are totally loved. You are amazing. We're about ready to wrap the show up. So stay on the line since we only had three calls. You just may win 10 ounces of pure silver. Uh -huh. And by hey, the way, I'll well, see you a week, uh, week and a half from now. I'm lovely. So yeah. First million yeah. irresistible influence. Is your hubby coming with you? No, he, he's not. It's not well, really his cup of tea. He's I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to schedule that conversation about software, both about a phone app for this show sooner than later. If you already have some thoughts and a plan and say, hey, Marshall, 
uh, here's the cost. Here's how long it's going to take. Let's get it done for you. I would love that. No, nothing would make me happier than to have that conversation. In fact, if you're available later today, I would love to have that conversation today because the show's taken off and, and we're having fun. And a, a, more than one person has already requested a an app so they can watch the show that way. Perfect. Um, later awesome. today would work. That awesome. sounds good. Hey, you take care. You're totally loved. Keep listening to the show. You may have just won. Hey, hey. I'll take it. <laughs> awesome, take care. Hey, we're wrapping the show up. Episode nine with nine thousand dollars up for grabs. How's that? Magic. Episode nine, two twenty-two. Secret word of the day in the envelope. Uh, now's the time. Two things are going to happen. I'm about to reveal the secret word of the day in the envelope. I would love to be able to have you be the winner. Nobody won it today, so that means tomorrow it goes up to ninety-five hundred bucks. Nine thousand five hundred. That's enough to make a difference in your life. Uh, second thing is you got to vote. Uh, the three callers we had on the air today, the three callers we had on the air were uh, Yana, Andrew, and also, let's see, who was the other caller? George. Yana, Andrew, or George. Please go ahead and vote for one of those three in the chat. We will go, oh, Melissa. Yes, Melissa, she can win twice. She could win twice. Thank you, Tom. Uh, that would be a record. She's always fascinating. That, that woman's probably going to build a house of silver. So at any rate, the secret word of the day, nobody got it. I, I talked about the fact <laughs> that I just watched Men in Black and the thing in Men in Black, especially number one, the thing they were searching for was the whole point of the movie. And I talked about the universe and all over the universe. And I mentioned that, you know, intelligent life only in, you know, one spot in the universe would be insane. Another name for the universe and also the entire focus of Men in Black 1 was they were looking for the galaxy on Orion's belt. The word of the day was galaxy, which means once again, tomorrow goes up another 500 bucks, $9,500 for the word of the day. If you think you have the word of the day, then by all means, come on back and get on the air tomorrow. I see people are already voting. Yana, I see you voted for yourself. I think that's wise. Uh, Gil voted for George. Chuck voted for Yana. A whole lot of votes coming in. Not only, remember, not only should you vote right now inside the chat, but also tell your friends to go to the chat right now. Tell them to go to studiomoney.info forward slash the vault, and they will be able to become a member. Uh, make sure they vote for you inside of the chat, and let's see who wins by tomorrow's show. I'm Marshall Silver. Today was all about I am. Pay attention all day long to any I or I am statement you make. I am unstoppable. I am a multimillionaire. I am a billionaire. I am a genius. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Pay attention. It will define your day. Speaking of you defining your day, thanks so much for letting me define this part of your day every single day. George, Melissa, Andrew, Yana, Place your votes and we'll reveal the winner of 10 ounces of pure silver on tomorrow's show. I'm Marshall Silver. Celebrate life. You are loved. Bye for now. <laughs>